0: We are so glad that you were listening to the Temple of God International podcast. We as a family are praying for you and we believe that this is just the word that you need. God bless you. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Yet again, another time, another day in his presence. And we give God all the thanks, we give God all the praise. What a day. A day that the Lord has made and we receive it with thanksgiving. Father, we ask, O Lord, for your blessing, O Lord, upon the works of our hand, upon what we are about to do, O Lord, a blessing everywhere, here in the studio, then also in the homes that are hearing. Glory be to God. You are a good God, you are a merciful Father. May we not lack any good thing. Every good and perfect gift comes from you. Today, let there not be a change, for there is no variableness in you. You are the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus, use me as a vessel, Spirit of the living God. I yield every member of my body as an instrument of righteousness because of your listeners, because of your people, O Lord. Let your will be done today. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Today, I want to continue from where we left off, but then we want to talk about Christ or Jesus, then in comma, the wisdom of God. Jesus, the wisdom of God. So Jesus, you leave a space, and anytime Jesus is mentioned, you are seeing or you are seeing the manifestation or you are experiencing the manifestation of the wisdom of God. Amen. This verse of scripture tells us that there's a light that has come into the world. In fact, let me read. And Jesus is being used as the light to bless us, to show us the way in this dark world. If you do not know what to do, what best one can do, I tell you, out of this series, you will rise up to be a giant in the Lord, only believe. The requirement is only believe. One may ask, how can I believe? Yes, you've been sent. It says, how can they believe? Romans says, very Romans chapter 10, unless they sent you, a preacher. Glory be to God. So God has a good plan for you and a good plan for all of us. That is why we are hearing these words. But this time I just want us to receive it differently. Because there's a lot of breakthrough in there, which we have talked about, and probably I would um, talk about a few more today. I read in John chapter 3, 14 to 19, it says, As Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so the Son of Man must be lifted. Whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Please take note. And that the world through him. So Jesus is our example. Jesus is our model. This is what this word is trying to tell us. Verse 18. It says that he that believes in him is not condemned, but he that believes not is condemned already, because he believed not in the name of the only begotten of the Father. This is the condemnation that light has come into the world. And men love darkness rather than the light because their deeds are evil. Amen. Here it tells us clearly that there is going to be a judgment. Whether we like it or not, it has pointed on to all of us. Wants to die after judgment. Hebrews chapter 9. It is recorded, I believe, verse 22. Every one of us. Now, on the judgment day, what is going to happen? What is going to happen? These two verses of scripture tells us, gives us an insight of what is going to happen. One of the things that we are going to be judged upon is light came into the world. And what did you do with the light? Not only light came into the world. It also says that this light that is in the world, you need it now. And it will affect your heavenly entrance. Glory be to God. Another thing that I want to talk about, which we will read, is that they are going to ask what we did with wisdom. What we did with wisdom, because the queen of Sheba will stand as a yardstick, are you the only? and these things prepare us, It prepare us, and it helps us mold, it helps us order our steps right, or mold our life, to be precise, glory be to God. We started talking about Jesus, focus on Jesus, that Jesus is everything, in every book of the Bible, all the these books of the Bible, Jesus has been manifested. Glory be to God. When you go on the internet, they are preaching upon it. Merrill Hickey brings it out wonderfully. During the course of the week, I heard it being played in my home. As I said, we sleep in preaching, we live in preaching. And we have done this for years. Glory be to God. It is preaching that creates certain atmosphere for us to live a godly life. You know, somebody may be asking, how do you do it? And this was what I was taught, and it is working, and I believe it will work for you in the name of Jesus. Create an atmosphere. Live in preaching. Bring up your kids in preaching. The Bible says when the earth was that form and void, it was God's voice and God's spirit that changed it." Today, it is the same. It is God's voice and God's spirit. That changes every situation that you are in. Glory be to God. Jesus, our focus. Today I want to continue by talking about the wisdom of God. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 24, the Bible says that, but unto them that are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. This verse of scripture is trying to say that Jesus Christ is actually the power of God. And we talked about how practical is this power manifested? How can we enjoy this power? If Jesus Christ is the power of God, how practical is this power? Now God, as the Bible tells us in Psalm 72, God is powerful. And God can manifest his power anywhere and anywhere, anywhere and anyhow but one of our sure access of this power is through the preaching of the gospel through the pre- let me just remind us through the preaching of the gospel and where the spirit of god took us has elevated this hear us. I elevated this church too. I believe that every one of us who would take last week's message very seriously during the course of the week kept on ringing, kept on ringing in my heart at a point I felt that was happening. But I believe that God was talking to me personally. And if God is talking to me personally about this that I said, it is the measure, the measure of steady. The measure of thought that you give to this truth. So these verses of scriptures make it yours. These are the truths. These are the truths. And I tell you, it will liberate you. It will anoint you. It will push you forward into your destined heaven. What God has destined for you to the glory of God. Is somebody hearing me? Now, this man of God, Paul, makes this statement. When he found himself in prison in Rome, wrote to... The Romans, and is writing to you and I, he says, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Remember, Galatians says, even Abraham, who is our model concerning the things of faith, are you there with me, the gospel was preached to him. If the gospel was preached to Abraham, according to Galatians chapter 5, then the preaching of the gospel is very, very important in the sight of God. If you come to church or you are not part, please, please, please do not joke with the preaching of the gospel. Preaching of the gospel. There are so many things, so many things in there that even we the preachers would do not understand. But what I know is that as we are doing it and we do it in faith, God uses it to do wonders. And I see wonderful things happening to you in the name of Jesus. The Bible says that I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ for it is the power of God unto everyone that believe to the Jew first and to the Greek. For there in verse 17 is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. So you find out that it says that in the gospel, in the preaching of the gospel, God manifests his power. Jesus himself, how did he do it? The Bible tells us in Isaiah chapter 11 that Jesus will be anointed heavily by the spirit of the Lord. The second is the spirit of wisdom. Then the spirit, all these in that order. Now, let's just pick the spirit of the Lord. In Isaiah chapter 61, the Bible says that the spirit of the Lord, this is just one aspect of the type of anointing that will be on Jesus Christ. But what would that spirit of the Lord do? He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the meek. And let's examine Isaiah chapter 61 very carefully and see the powerful things. How the powerful things that precede somebody who has been anointed to preach the gospel. See the powerful things. It's listed there. See for yourself. We have talked about it. It tells us that, you see, we might not know, but we are surrounded with demonic, atmospheric Conditions that is fighting against the will of God that is fighting against your destiny That is fighting against the things that God wants for you That is fighting against the things that have been written about you And the Bible says that when Jesus came the spirit of the Lord God will enable him That means it isn't a natural thing The spirit of the Lord God will enable him And what would he enable him to do? He will enable him to preach who enable him to preach. He says blind eyes, broken hearts. He says that uh, spirit of heaviness, all these things will lift. Sadness, all these things are dealt. And he says that then you will be trees. After you go through all those processes, you will be a tree of righteousness, the planting of the Lord. Then you begin to be a builder. You begin to repair the desolate, the things that Satan has bought. Are you the only? Meaning that if we don't pass through anointed preaching, We cannot make it. Brethren, if you don't let these things sink deep in your heart, if you don't plant yourself, if you don't have a collection of anointed preaching, if you don't plant yourself forcefully in a spirit filled church, you will lose out. You will lose out. Because before you become a tree of righteousness, you have to go through a deliverance process, all recorded in Isaiah chapter 61, then also repeated in Luke chapter 4, if you go through this process, then you will come out as a tree of righteousness. Is somebody hearing me? Now, listen to this. I've talked about what Paul says, Christ is the power of God, and we'll pick that example from Paul and what Paul did, Paul said, and what Paul did. Are you there with me? Now, we've talked about Jesus Christ himself, how he manifested the power of God through preaching. The Bible says, now he called 12 and he sent them to preach. Initially, we all know this verse of scripture in Mark chapter 3, verse 15. The Bible says, uh, When he called the 12 together, he said they should be with him. Then he will send them to preach. So please, anywhere that you find preaching, let nobody tell you about churches and preaching and churches and preach people. Sometimes people want to go to places. People want to go for oil. People want to go for unnecessary things. Please, please, please. It starts with preaching. It starts with preaching, good quality preaching, like what you are hearing, what you understand, what you understand, not only what you understand, for God to begin to do the things that he planned to do in your life, God to begin to repair you, God begin to heal you, not only that, but also the atmosphere in which you are living, the atmosphere that are challenging you. Let me tell you this, right? You don't have an enemy as inhuman. But the Bible says our enemy is unseen it is spiritual. And how do we fight it? The Bible says we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principality. I tell you, these principalities and powers and the rulers of darkness, they cannot be quantified. They are not tangible. They are all spiritual. That is why the Spirit of the living God comes upon ministers, and they come to make certain utterance. When the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, the Bible says God uttered, God made certain utterance, and today His ministers are making certain utterance. But we are making it in the name of Jesus. I say be healed in the name of Jesus. Be blessed in the name of Jesus. Be anointed in the name of Jesus. And it is happening right now in Jesus mighty name. It is happening because I am using the name of Jesus. I am spirit filled and I have been sent to you. Glory be to God. Now let's read this to show us that you see preaching brings down satanic forces. In Luke chapter 10 the Bible says he called 70 and he sent them forth. And the Bible says, he said to them specifically, go and preach. And he says, go after preaching, heal the sick, raise the dead, as Matthew chapter 10 adds to this story. But I want to start from verse 17 to 20, something interesting, for us to see the world in which we are living in, the unseen forces, unseen things that preaching does. Listen to what Jesus says. He went on to say, this is, he sent the 70 out, they came back. Verse 17 says that, and the 70 returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils were subject to us in your name. Are you there? So today, up to today, every devil is subjected to the name of Jesus. I speak to every devil operating in your life. Desist right now in your maneuver and leave the children of God alone in the name of Jesus. For Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And in his name are we doing these things. The Bible says that when they came back, they said, listen, when we mention your name, then there are manifestations of unseen things in people's life. Then the Bible says that, and he said unto them, I beheld Satan fall like lightning. Please, brethren. I beheld Satan fall like lightning. Please stop and think about this statement. How will Satan fall in our homes? How will Satan fall in our communities? How will Satan fall in our churches? How will Satan fall at our workplaces? Unless a preacher, unless preaching goes on, unless dynamic preaching, you see, things just don't happen. Listen to these insights, these deep things that Jesus is saying. Jesus knew that this is the only way to break Satan's back. Satan that is worrying people. Satan that is bringing sadness. This is the only way. They came back, they were happy. Then he went on to say, that do not be happy. Only be happy that, yes, you have a ministry and you you can call the name of Jesus. Listen to what he said. Behold, verse 19, I give you power to tread over Satan. How can this power be manifested? That is why I say Christ the power of God. So I'm teaching you that listen, this power is practically ours. As we plant ourselves under preaching. Sleep in it. Listen to it. Let it play in your kitchen. Let it play in the bathroom. Let it everywhere. Fill your home. Fill your life with preaching. When we'll talk about the spirit of knowledge as we go on. Now, let's go on. He goes on to say, I give you power to tread over serpents and scorpions. Are you there with me? And these are figures of speech. Are you there? So the power to survive these serpents, the power to survive these scorpions are in preaching and all the power of the enemy and nothing shall hurt you. Are you there with me? Then he said, Notwithstanding, rejoice that the spirit were subject unto you. By what? Rejoice because your names are written in heaven, brethren. If we don't preach to our children, if we don't play preaching everywhere, sometimes just time, when they are around, play particular preaching. When certain things, the home is not working, systematically time a right time. Please, 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 please. You may not know the force that is causing that behavior in that person. You may not know what is causing that difficulty in the home. Is somebody hearing me? Is somebody hearing me? You know, these are the things that sometimes when Jesus says they are so deep that he will say, they that have yes, let them hear. Because what I'm saying is very, very, very deep. Very, 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 very deep. You know, there was a time, let me say this, right? There was a time we had a lot of difficulties in the sense that in our marriage, a, I come from work, And uh, my night worker, those times, and I'll come, and my dear wife is still sleeping, and I couldn't take it for whatsoever reason. And it will turn into a quarrel. Why are you sleeping? Paul, you should get the children ready. They'll be late for school. Why are you still sleeping? I got up at dawn to pray, and that, and that, and that. And And at that time, they were very small. Today, they are no longer small. They are all big and spirit-filled to the glory of God. Then, I even didn't notice that that has stopped. But what I could put two and two together was, when I come from work, the first thing that I did was, in those days, Terry Macamon's music, the two albums just came, and we had it. And I will just begin to play in the hall before I climb up. And by the time I climb up, that demon that want to start a quarrel in me, has disappeared. I was a pastor, yes, I was a pastor. Pastor saw been more. He disappeared in the home, and it is history. Today I can look back and tell you, but this that I'm teaching, I was taught, we were told to get little blasters, cassettes, and create an atmosphere. Create an atmosphere. Today, if you cannot pray for an hour. Today, you cannot pray for three hours. You cannot have an all night for yourself. cannot even read the Bible until you come to church. Or until you hear somebody reading the Bible. Then you remember you have a Bible. Please. The atmosphere that you have created around you is not promoting the saints of God. Is somebody hearing me? Now, let me just stop here. I believe that they sink deep into it. Think deep. Think deep into it. Think deep into it. That You may ask yourself, how did Satan fall? What were they doing for Satan to fall? They went to preach. So today, anytime that you surround yourself with anointed preaching, remember when they were going, he gave them power, and they went to preach, and Satan falls. So today, when you have anointed preaching, Satan falls in your environment, and the will of God is done to the glory of God. Now let me say a few things. How many minutes do I have? a few things about wisdom. What is this wisdom? Let me quote again. The Bible tells us that Christ is the power of God, and we have talked about how this power is practical, and Christ is the wisdom of God. Now, what wisdom are we talking about? I want you to know that wisdom is so much important because of this verse of Scripture. The Bible says that the efforts that a lady made, Queen of Sheba, To hear wisdom. And Jesus says that a greater wisdom than Solomon is here. Means that please pay attention to wisdom. And make every effort to hear wisdom. Then again to hear them preaching. In preaching there is the wisdom of God. Transmitted. Is somebody hearing me? He goes on to say. In Matthew chapter 12 verse 42. This is what the Bible tells us. The queen of the south, which is the queen of Sheba, which we all know. Read First Kings uh, chapter 3, all true. Are you there with me? The queen of the south shall rise up in the judgment with this generation. Please, take note, with this generation. Say with me, with this generation. <laughs> now, how is this generation like? I'm going to read a verse of scripture to you. And we'll condemn it. That means that our marking scheme On the judgment day, concerning wisdom, concerning light, they're going to find out that, what did you do with this light? Out of this light is the wisdom of God. Wisdom to give you all the breakthroughs to survive in every endeavor. Wisdom to cause you to build mega things in God. And I'm going to show it to you that everybody that did anything significant in the house of God have to have. The spirit of wisdom, or the God's kind of wisdom, working through him, and we will talk about the various types of wisdom that is out. Because some of some wisdoms out there are devilish. Some some wisdoms out there are human. But we are talking about wisdom that comes from above, and we will get there, and you will understand why. Jesus makes that statement that Solomon had a wisdom from God, but I have a greater wisdom than God. A greater pardon, a greater wisdom than Solomon. If that is the case, then we are studying why the Bible tells us that Jesus Christ is the wisdom of God. Now look at this very carefully. Okay. He says that and will condemn it for she came from the uttermost part of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon and behold a greater than Solomon is here. Jesus says I am greater than Solomon. Now see Queen of Sheba. Queen of Sheba was from Ethiopia and no planes no trains no luxury cars but she heard about wisdom of Solomon and the effort that she did to hear Solomon. So please if you have all this anointed preaching last week preaching you've not listened to it over and over and over and over and over again to get everything they are supposed to get. God wants to pass it on to you. And today you are hearing again and you just push it aside. Or even as preaching is going about, because you're at home, you go to the kitchen. You move about. You go, you are not paying attention. The Bible says that, listen, you'll be judged. You'll be judged. Listen, this woman, the effort that she had. Then again, preaching comes in because she came for Solomon to preach wisdom. But when you look there, the Bible says that not only did she hear the wisdom from Solomon, but she observed certain things, certain lifestyle, the clothes, the food on the table. It says that then her heart knew that not only do we speak wisdom, but the fruit, the things that comes out of our lives, speaks for itself. And that is one of the things that God expects from you and I. You understand. Let's go on. I remember telling you this generation, well, how did Jesus... define this generation in Matthew chapter 11 this is what he says about this generation he said but where unto shall I liken this generation I will liken I will like unto them children sitting in the marketplace so you find out that this generation okay you you don't come to church you are just sitting there you're not doing anything and what Calling unto their fellows, saying, "We have piped unto you, and you did not dance. We have mourned, and you he, have not lament. The pipe is a musical instrument, and depending on the tune that they are playing, they was expecting a re, a, a response from the piper is respect, expecting a response from the hearers. Are you there? So let, don't be that generation that everything that is happening, you don't respond. You will lose out big time. They are piping, you are not responding. They are moaning, you are not move. Are you there with me? Verse 18 says that for John came, eating, John came, neither eating or drinking. And they say he has a devil. Now, today, see the things that they tell preachers. You see this life, and you are finding fault. You see, John, are you there with me? Meaning that, please, eating and drinking opens doors. Is somebody hearing me? Jesus says that this man closed that door of eating and drinking. Yes, sir, you people say he has a devil. Then I, the son of man, I have come and I'm eating and I'm drinking and they say behold a gross man a wine bidder a friend of publicans a sinner but wisdom is justified by her children meaning that you see if you think i have demons if you think john has demons whilst he's preaching for the will of god for the children's hearts you see The Bible says in Malachi that uh, one of the anointing of John the Baptist is that when he preaches, people's hearts turn to God, and God turns. Otherwise, he will strike the earth with a curse. So one of his end-time anointing, Elijah's anointing, is that he puts people back to God. When Elijah challenged the false prophets, suddenly there was a revival in Israel. Because Jezebel has come to spoil things. Are you there with me? So John the Baptist was a revivalist. Are you there with me? Jesus is a revivalist. But one of the things that he said to me is that you, you are not doing anything when you hear the gospel. Are you there with me? You, you are not coming to church. You, you have the messages. You have the books you are not reading. Then you are sitting there opening your mouth, talking horrible things about Christians, talking horrible things about pastors, talking horrible things about the things of God, you know better, do it. He said, we have pipe. You didn't dance. We have won, No action. Now you are saying this, but at the end of the day, wisdom, whether you are right or we are right, it will be shown by what comes out of us. Wisdom will be justified by her children. The outcome, are you there with me? So if Jesus says, listen, you have a problem with me, you say, I'm a friend of sinners. You say, I'm a grossness man. I'm eating, I'm drinking. What else do you want in life? John the Baptist was not eating and drinking. You say he had a demon. Me that I'm eating and I'm drinking, you have also have a problem with it. But wisdom will be justified. We will see who is wise. Are you there with me? Then he goes on to talk about learning of me. He talks about yoke, which we'll talk about next week. How you will do more when you yoke with Jesus. Because when you yoke, the Bible warns us about unequal yoke with unbelievers. It weighs us down. And we are not able to do the things that we are able to do. Is somebody hearing me? Now, he goes on. So, what type of wisdom are we now talking about? I just want to read something later from the book of James. About there are different types of wisdom that I'm going to finish on what the Old Testament says about wisdom and how God will want us to manifest this wisdom. Glory be to God. Is somebody coming along? Is somebody being blessed? In Jesus' name. If you have if you have missed out on anything, you know, I deliberately, someone was telling me during the course of the week, why do you repeat? I say, it is deliberate. It is deliberate because I want you to get it. Not only do you have, the person said to me, we have the grace to replay forward and replay if we don't get anything. And I say, yes, but adding to it, adding to it because this is for you to the glory of God. Is somebody hearing me? Somebody will just tune in and just switch off. Somebody will just tune in and switch off. But those that this message are for, sometimes they will switch off, but later on, the Spirit of God will lead them that, listen, this your problem can be solved by this message that was preached on this wonderful day. Glory be to God. Is somebody hearing me? Now, James chapter 3, I read from 13 all through to 18, okay, to tell us that we have different kinds of wisdom. So what wisdom are we talking about? If the Bible says that Christ is the wisdom of God, what exactly are we talking about? What is this wisdom? Is this something tangible? Is this something, is this spiritual? We will look at it very carefully. It goes on to say, who is a wise and endured with knowledge among you. Let him show out of his good conversation, his work with meekness of wisdom. Are you there with me? So when you say the same thing that we said, are you, there with me? You, you are saying, I am a gross man. I'm a Republican, a friend of Republican, friend of sinners. I eat and I drink. You have a problem with it. But I pray to God. And God, there's manifestations of miracles, signs, and wonders. I walk on water. You see somebody eating, and Jesus said listen, wisdom will be justified by her children. The things that are coming out of my life, are you there with me? Should even judge whether God is with me or God is not with me. Is somebody hearing me? You know, sometimes you want to find out what a tree is. Look at the fruit. Are you there when you want to say, Oh, this person, can this person really agree with me in prayer? Look at the fruit. Has this person's prayer has been answered? Look, just look at the fruit. And before you begin to part, partner with that person, begin to pour out things that you are not supposed to pour out. We have all this wisdom in Jesus Christ. Are you, the, you have a problem with Jesus because he was a friend of the publican. His prayers were being answered. There was a time he prayed for a blind man. There was a time he prayed for this. And he said, that, he said a statement in John chapter 9 that God do not hear sinners. But why do people sin? Because of our surroundings, an invisible force, a dynamic force that is causing us to rebel towards God. Is somebody hearing me? Sometimes we cannot even help it. And I tell you that this is the way. From today, the loudspeaker, the speakers on your phone, do not only put it in your ear, but let it blast around because it challenges the atmospheric, the surroundings, like a magnetic aura, unseen force. Unseen for that challenges, that challenges disobedience in the name of Jesus. Okay, he says that who is a wise person who is man and with knowledge? Let him show, if you will know, let him show by the meekness of wisdom. He says that if there is envy and strife in your heart, glory not for and lie not against the truth. Are you there? You see, envy and strife, these are spiritual things. When there is envy and strife, you cannot see it. When your friend, your dear husband, your wife has envy and strife, your children, your work colleagues have envy and strife in their heart, you cannot see it. But there are things that they will do from time to time that would give you a clue that this is what is hidden in their heart. Is somebody hearing me? He goes on to say that um, this wisdom descends not from above, but it is earthly it is sensual and it is devilish it's like you are walking with somebody like this Judas type of christianity everything that was preached from jesus that out of the leaven became giant he didn't take it serious he didn't take it serious no wonder he ended that way are you there and there were things in his heart are you there with me but he think he was smart he think he was So he says that this kind of thing, it is earthly type of wisdom, it is sensual and it is devilish. Are you there with me? He says that for where there is envy and strife, there is confusion and every evil work. So you find out that sometimes, right then, if you listen, if somebody is trying to fight at with you at home or is fighting to fight at you with you at work or in the neighborhood, or whatever, don't fight back. Because the moment strive, you also strive, because she's striving with you secretly. The moment you also react by striving, the environment is fueled by demonic power. This verse is, this is what he's saying. Sometimes there are certain things that comes our way, so that we fall a victim to this. Is somebody hearing me? He said, where there is envy, where there is strife, you know, strife, envy, I would not say, but envy is there, spiritual envy. Strife, I would not say, but strife strive is there. If the other party doesn't love to combat this evil, and also, you, you are not agreeing with me, I also would not agree with you, what I've happened is that you have opened the door for every evil work. This is why you stand. to see various things. You can't even describe how comes this person that comes to church every time, how come these things are happening. It's a simple principle. Simple principle the Bible tells us. Something we, know, we do not understand. How? Why? Why? Why are these things happening? 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 But he says that you have opened a door for confusion. You have opened a door for every evil work. Then he goes on to say, Verse 17, but the wisdom which is from above. So notice, we are not talking about earthly wisdom. We are not talking about sensual wisdom. We are not talking about devilish wisdom. We are talking about the wisdom which is from above. Is somebody understand me? The wisdom which is above is first pure. It says, is then peaceable. is also gentle. And it was, it is easy to be entreated, full of mercy, good fruit. Without partiality and without hypocrisy. So you find that if somebody have this heavenly wisdom, these are the things that you're going to see in the person's life. But if somebody has a devilish or earthly wisdom, it's like he's striving with you. Like church, we are welcoming each other. Yeah, this and I mean, so, uh, let me not go there. <laughs> let me not go there. I mean, as a pastor, sometimes I see things. But sometimes we have to say it to help people. We have to say it to help to help people. Why would you leave your home, come and sit in the congregation, and you're not agreeing with another person, and you think, you know, I'm laying a trap until he, I'm laying a trap until he falls in a trap. This is devilish. Don't think you are smart. I will not talk to him. I will not even read his messages. I will not listen to him. It is devilish. It says that when God's wisdom is upon you, it is pure, then peaceable. Then gentle, easy to be entreated. And then sometimes, you know, and to come for prayer, join this. We are not easily entreated. It's a devilish kind of wisdom. You are not easily entreated. Sometimes in marriage, you are not easily entreated. At workplace, you are troublesome. Yeah, You are full of demonic wisdom. Demonic wisdom. All this racial thing, demonic wisdom. Why supremacy? Demonic wisdom. The wisdom that comes from above when it's upon you, full of mercy, good fruits, without partiality, without hypocrisy. Now hypocrites in the church? So Christ is the wisdom of God. Christ is the wisdom of God. That is the wisdom that we are talking about. And he said that, and the fruit of righteousness, it is sown in peace. To them that make peace. The fruit of righteousness. It is sown in peace. To them that make peace. So you find out that, listen, this queen of Sheba was ruling her people. Heard about God as giving. In fact, let me say this about the spirit of wisdom. You remember in Isaiah chapter 11, the Bible says, And the spirit of the Lord shall be upon him. The second is that the spirit of wisdom. And what is this? What is this? The first time wisdom is mentioned in the Bible, the Bible says that Aaron the priest We'll have a tailor. <laughs> Say tailor. tailor. The person to make the clothes for Aaron has to have wisdom. <laughs> so just imagine, today you are singing in the church, I have come to get, you need the spirit of wisdom. And because you are doing that, open yourself and cry out for the spirit of wisdom. And out of it, I tell you, other areas will work. One man of God says that, listen, We believe God, we can pray, believe the Holy Spirit to move for people to be healed and that in a crusade. But when we go home, there is something left for our families to have a bigger vision. Then when I mount the pulpit and I speak and I sing, God will use this to bless the world. But when I also go home, there's work to be done. There's bills to be paid. There's happy children. And spiritual children to be raised. Are you there with me? If God says anybody that will do something in his house has to have wisdom, then make sure you put your hands to the plow, not looking back. Put your hands practically look for something practically to do in the church. Whether come and sweep, look for something practically to do in the church. Let me show you. In Exodus. 28, verse 3. That's the first time the Spirit of Wisdom is mentioned. Okay? Somebody being blessed. Now, he says, uh, let me go through this very quickly and you understand why Christ is the wisdom of God. Because uh, I'm going to also define how God would want us to have wisdom. Are you there with me? How God would want us to have wisdom. Okay, now look at this. The Bible says, that, And thou shalt speak unto all. This is Exodus, 23. Exodus 28, verse 3. Thou shalt speak unto all that are wise-hearted, wh- whom I have filled with the spirit of wisdom. That's what? They make Aaron's garment. <laughs> to even, even Aaron's garment, the person to make it has to have the spirit of wisdom. Now later on, when we are going to build a church, look at verse thirty-one, chapter thirty-one, Ezra thirty-one. Okay, let's read a few from verse three. Okay, the Bible talks about a man that God has selected and some people that they are going to work with him. Okay, and he says, "These people, I have put wisdom in them." Are you there? So just imagine, Jesus saying, "I have a greater wisdom than Solomon because I'm doing the work of God." One may ask, has your pastor got wisdom? Is he doing the work of God? Do you think he'll be deprived of wisdom? Do you think you'll be deprived of wisdom or you are with that generation that when we pipe, you you do not dance? When we mourn, you are not badge. Anything that we do I mean, but rather you have faults and complaints. By the end of it all, he says the fruits, the outcome will tell us whether you chose the right path, or we chose the right path. Please. They that have years, let them hear. God's house, he anointed Moses heavily, and Moses says, I need an assistant. So he chose Aaron and his family, and he anointed them heavily, so much that even their government makers have to have link with heaven, by the spirit of wisdom. Now, In the building of the temple, God said to Moses that, listen, I have filled him, this man, with the spirit of wisdom. I have filled him with the spirit of God in wisdom, in understanding, in knowledge, and in all manner of craftsmanship. Please, how many of these are found in Isaiah chapter 11? How many of these are found in Isaiah chapter 11? And why was this man filled? Moses the pastor was filled. Moses' assistant was filled together with his family to help in the things of God. Now the workers were also filled. Jump to verse 6. Jump to verse 6. The workers were also filled. Are you there with me? Ezra chapter 1 verse 6. And behold, I have given him a whole lap, a whole lip up. The son of Ashishahmak, of the tribe of Dan, and in the heart of all that are wise-hearted, I have put wisdom. Wise heart. So sometimes you, the pastor, you can you no, know, you can just pick somebody. You, you can you can see something that you God will use you to just be a treasure for the church. You, God will use you for this. God, because you you, you see that no no no. There is something supernatural about this person. God, puts, God put a wisdom, a type of wisdom. And please, this wisdom is for the house. But I tell you, it works at the marketplace. It works at the marketplace. Now, let me finish by saying this. In Deuteronomy chapter 4, God defines wisdom. And I close. Deuteronomy chapter 4. And I tell you next week, don't miss next week. Glory be to God. We are going to talk how Jesus said, learn of me and let us have one yoke. You see, when you have a yoke, I tell you, it's too tied together. So you'll be doing things in life with the force of Jesus. It's a wisdom that a lot of people have not comprehended. He said, with me, all things are possible. What are you trying to do that you are finding difficulty? Yoke with Jesus, yoke with Jesus, yoke with Jesus, and it will be possible. Somebody may ask what is wisdom? Wisdom is after having knowledge of God, the grace to apply the knowledge. Are you there with me? But it is spiritual because the applications of certain truth, varies. Are you there with me? There are certain battles that it is fought with confession. There are certain battles that it is fought with prayer. There are certain battles that it is fought with giving. There are certain battles that it is fought with you being quiet, not uttering a word. There are certain battles that it is fought with singing and dancing. But it takes the spirit of wisdom to give you an insight into what to do at a particular time. Now, God says, I have chosen you, Israelites, and what you are going to do is that my word, leave my word, and it will be your wisdom. This is Deuteronomy chapter 4, and I'm going to start on this note in the next session by God's grace. But listen to me. The reason why we have to look at Christ in everything, his action, his words, everything about Christ is wonderful, is that God says, people? Are going to see wisdom through your actions. And your actions are controlled by the word of God that I have spoken to you. Are you there with me? And also, anytime that you act on the word, you bring my presence. So people from afar, how come? How come? How come this person, things are working for him? Whilst people are in struggle, while the economy is in recession, while you are just surging on. You are because you are not alone. As if, as if the flood is not affecting you because you are not alone. Please, brethren, buy into this wisdom. King Solomon says, my father called me one time and he says, my son, this is recorded in Proverbs chapter 4. He said all sorts of things, but he says, in all are getting, get wisdom. He says, it's the principal thing if you are going to work with God. Is the first thing. So when he had the opportunity, it's the first thing. That means that there are many, 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 many more things. Probably you don't want to preach, and you're not looking forward for the spirit of the Lord God to come upon you, but the spirit of wisdom, the ability to apply God's word rightly, make use of knowledge, is a must. I pray for you in the name of Jesus. May you not miss out. May you not miss out. Today is the day that the Lord has made. And your breakthrough is in this. Life will never be the same again. And I prophesy in the name of Jesus that only good things and only blessed things are coming your way. In Jesus' mighty name. May you be blessed. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Temple of God International Podcast. We pray that you have thoroughly received the word and that it will bless and enhance your life in unthinkable ways. We encourage you to not only subscribe to this podcast, but also to our YouTube channel. Be sure to follow us on our social media pages. We strive to encourage you with the word of God. God bless you. Until next time.